This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Introverts don't always do so well in offices, places with a lot of people that we have to interact with all the time, especially when you have clients, you have meetings, all these different things and always interacting, always kind of being on and working. And we don't always do the greatest there. So we can have problems with just having work tiredness. And sometimes we need to have, we need to have a little extra things at work as well as at home that we can do to help combat that. So we don't, are not overly tired. We're not just exhausted. We're not getting testy with other people because we're not having enough time to actually recharge. Because of course with introverts, we need more time to recharge, especially when we're stuck talking to people all the time, even people, whether or not we like them or not. More times than not in work settings, we're not always, we're not always liking what we have to do. There's, there's meetings, there's angry people, there's people not doing the work and they expect you to do their work and all these different things. There's so many reasons why you are tired at work. And of course, I'm not saying that extroverts don't get that as well. Everyone gets tired from there. But there are things you can do, whether you're working in an office or working from home. And I'm going to split this in two. The first section is what you can do at work to help combat your tiredness so you're not so stressed out, you're not so burnt out. And you can still do your work, but you also can still enjoy your time at home with your family, friends, be able to get things you need to get done, but also not feel like you have to just completely crash when you get home because you just don't have the energy anymore to do anything. First thing you can do at work is actually have headphones. Actually have the option at certain times to wear headphones, either because it, even if you don't listen to anything, it can help deaden some of the sound, some of the extra shit out there that just can be exhausting for us. The constant clicking, the constant side conversations, hearing other people on their phone calls, just even just hearing people in the lunchroom with the water and like the water jugs and everything else. It just, some people that's just overstimulating. That's just too much noise when you're trying to concentrate on things. And believe me, the idea of open concept offices and everything else is one of the worst things people have ever thought about when it comes to an office because that's ridiculous because that's just, it's a giant amphitheater of noise. And not everyone needs to keep talking to each other. Not everyone needs to have constant contact with everyone else to get their shit done. Everyone got their work done just as well, mostly better, when they weren't all in an open space. Of course, you can't. I can't. I have no idea how you can tell other companies and everybody else, like, yeah, that was a stupid idea of you. That might, they might not take that very well. So I can say that because I don't, I don't work at an office. Number two, what you can do is make sure you leave for lunch. Yes, there are times, I know some jobs, I mean, I worked retail, I've worked customer service and everything else. And sometimes it's just, you only get 30 minutes. But having that little bit of time, even if you just sit in the lunchroom, eat your lunch, but then leave. Even if it's for 10, 10, 15 minutes. Leave the place, do not have the noise, do not have the constant contact, because even if you're in the lunchroom, even if you're by yourself, you can still hear people. You can still, 
Someone might come up and ask you questions. Someone might think you can just straight up just want to have a conversation the whole time. Some people are just, they want to do that. They want to have the conversation because that's enjoyable to them on their break. Me, I, I yeah, there are times I'm okay with that when it's a good conversation. But there's some days where I'm like, I just, I'm tired of people. Please leave me alone. Go sit in your car. Go for a walk. I mean, having the exercise, of course, is really good. But having just... Having the getting yourself out of that space and out of that constant noise is what's going to help you because it's just it gets you out of there. You kind of just breathe fresh air. Number three is ask for time and space. Now this could be where you have like a, you can put a sign up saying kind of like next thirty minutes, like you have a timer on there saying like, please don't talk to me. I'm working on something specific. Or if your office has like conference rooms and stuff like that and it's not being used, ask if you can use it for like, hey, can I use this for the next hour or two to just get my work done? And you can, if you have a, if you don't have like a natural desktop, you have to move, but like you have a laptop or you have paperwork and stuff to do. Ask to be able to move somewhere else. Ask to be able to sit in a different office. I mean, yeah, some executives and people like that are very nitpicky about people in their offices. Completely understandable. But a lot of times there's there's spaces that you should be able to use and actually have, be able to ask permission for. Sometimes people have, um, I know some buildings have other um, spaces that are on different floors. So I'm like, okay, can I go to a different floor that's a little quieter? Or people don't really know you, so they'll just leave you alone for the most part. Like you just kind of have the boss like, hey, call the person ahead. Just give me one of the eight empty spaces and let me work there for a couple hours or even a day like there's some places that'll they'll just give that to you like oh yeah go ahead you don't you don't got any meetings get your work done that's great and the fourth one is with kind of with the idea with your lunch is that you take all your breaks especially when um you have ones where you actually have the 215s and the 30 which a lot of retail a lot of customer service jobs have I've had so many people who are like, well, I just don't, I'm perfectly fine. I don't need a break. I'm just going to stay on the job. It's like, you're, you're giving them free money. Like you're literally losing money because you didn't take that time. Go outside. Even just at least go to the freaking bathroom. Like, damn, go fill your water, go get something to snack on. That doesn't make you a better person. Doesn't make you more superior to someone else because you didn't take your break. Take your break. Go sit down. Listen to some music. Take, go for a walk. All these different things. Like, get out of the area. You do not owe these people everything about yourself and all your time just because they're paying you. They pay you for a certain amount of time. Your break is unpaid. Well, for, yeah, technically, some, some of them are paid because of the fifteen fifteen thing. But it's your break. Take your break. Legally, it's yours. Do not work it. That how that's how you burn out. That's how you don't feel fulfilled because you're not getting no no manager, no matter how good they are, are going to thank you for that. They don't care that much. It's just you said no to your break. Fine, move on to the next person that needs to take a break. Okay, they're not going to give you a gold star. They're not going to give you a raise. Sure as hell not going to give you a raise for it. Okay, so here are my four things for what you can do at home to help with your tiredness at work. First thing is always to make sure you have time to yourself, your alone time. Yes, sometimes if you have a family, you have other people at home or very specific things you have to get done first. 
get that done first. But let people know, like, okay, I get home. I'm going to do stuff with the kids for 30 minutes, figure out chores, dinners, and everything else. But when that's done, it's kind of, okay, y'all need to go do your things. Leave me alone for mine. Even if it only is 30 minutes, give something to yourself. Go read. Go for a walk. Have time to just veg on like your favorite TV show or something. I always lean towards stuff that has less noise, especially if you have a job that has a lot, a lot of noise when you're you know, talking to people all the time, meetings, stuff like that. I prefer and I always believe you should try to do more stuff that's quieter. Music's a little different, but because it's kind of a, it gives you a different feeling. It has a different thing it does to your brain. I'm not, not going to go into science to it all. But whatever, whatever makes you feel happy, makes you feel like you can get back into what you need to do after that time period. Where you're, okay, now you're going to go help the kids with homework. Now you can have that call with your parents to figure something else out or just say hi. Um, maybe you do something with the dog. Do your bills, whatever else. That Make sure you always have time for yourself. Yes, it cannot always be every single night, but it needs to be more than not. Same thing with your weekends. You can't have, you can't always be constantly going. We're like, okay, you have to go to your church. You have to do birthday parties. You have to do this celebration. You have to do this with the kids. You got to drop kids off to that. You got to do this with the family. You got to do that. Like, give yourself time. Stop filling everything up. That is technically your choice. It was always your choice to fill yourself up. And no one's giving you a gold star or applauding you. Oh, look, you're so busy. No one cares. I will side eye you because I think you're ridiculous. Because you, no one needs to be that busy. Number two is kind of what I've already said. Is going for a walk. But I literally mean not just around the block. Like take your dog. Take an audiobook if you want to. And go for a significant walk. Not something that's going to take you five minutes to go. Like get some. Get an that's actual exercise. Like don't just leisurely kind of like. Mm, I'm just walking around. Oh that's pretty. Get your heart rate up a little bit. I'm not saying run. I'm honestly, I'm never going to tell someone to run because I'm not a runner. I don't care about it. Good for you if you can. I kind of wish I could, but I'm just, I'm not a runner. I will walk. I'll get myself ready. I'll hike and everything else, but get, get some kind of exercise in. In minimum, a walk because it's good for your body, moves everything, gets your heart rate up, but also gets you outside in nature for one thing. You get to, you have different noises out there. Like I, Honestly, I always say, yes, bring your music, bring an audiobook or everything else. But for a lot of times, just don't have anything in your ears. Leave it. Leave it there so no one like, tries to talk to you. But there's nothing wrong with just not having constant your, your attention constantly taken by something else. Like Just take the time when you're walking to pay attention to the neighborhood watch the birds move around like oh look at that squirrel he almost got hit by a car like any little thing you can still find enjoyment in that and you can find entertainment doesn't your your uh, attention doesn't always need to be overly stimulated the f- uh, third thing to do is work on a hobby even if you only do it like one day in the weekend of like you like to paint you like to make jewelry um, you like to do woodworking, you like to tinker with your car, whatever you need to do, give it, give yourself time to make sure you can do that so you can be mindless with it. Not mindless as in it's all stupid, anybody can do it. It's just stuff that you know what you can do and you enjoy it and just you can get lost in it. 
Everyone should be able to do that. Like mine is, I love to journal. I love to read. I love to write. Um, some of the things that I like to do, I mean, for me, it's cre- creating stuff. Like me actually writing outlines for my podcast episodes is very therapeutic for me. It's very enjoyable. Doesn't feel like work. Editing, completely different thing. Can't stand editing. Any chance I had to have a little extra money, I give it to someone else because I don't want to do it. And the fourth one, of course, I've kind of touched on this in other spots during work or at home is listening to music. But getting getting a variety of music. Don't always listen to the same. Like if you love classic rock, yes, that makes you feel good. It brings you nostalgia and stuff like that. Or if you love having pop music that's kind of dancing, giving you energy up, that's fine. But make sure you have some music that's relaxing. Some people, yes, they don't always like classical music, but things that are a little more, a little more mellow, a little, a little less, like, I guess, emotionally charged. Because I feel like some music out there that people listen to always just feel like there's, there's so much to it. And sometimes music just needs to just be there. I personally do love to listen to classical music. I love listening to, like, there's all these different, uh, like, playlists I have, like, on Spotify where it's uh, for concentration, I have playlists for um, if I'm writing. If I have ones for specifically I'm writing kind of romancy stuff, adventure, kind of fight scenes, or if I'm trying to be like very specific on like details, I have playlists for those. And if I have very specific playlists for when I want to relax, I have playlists for like meditation, for yoga, all these different things. They have a certain feeling they give you and they have certain ways of relaxing you. And they're all very different. Again, I'm not going to go into the science, but there's a lot of actual research out there of different rhythms and sounds and frequencies and everything else that changes the brain waves and helps with different areas of your body and your brain for relaxing. And I mean, they're great. There are certain times when like I'm trying to take a nap and I just can't. The moment I put on a certain kind of music that's helpful for sleeping, oh my God, I'm out. I'm out for like Two, three minutes later, it's like, okay, this, I'm kind of relaxed. Okay, mm, out. And it's been, it's great. So those are, technically, I mean, eight. Four things you can do at work, and then four things you can do at home to help combat work tiredness. Because, yes, you have a job, and if you don't decide to leave it or anything else, you're going to, you join it in any sense, or it gives you, it fulfills whatever you need it to. You, it's not always going to always be enjoyable. It's not always going to give you everything you need. And so instead of ma- letting it take over your life, these are ways that you can still have energy, have have a life outside of your job, and still do the things you want to do and do the things that you want with the people around you. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products, Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity.